Thank you for listening to Kingdom Dynamics. You are a new creation Christian, which means you stand in heaven and on earth at the same time. You're actually a spirit man that'll live forever, wrapped in a body. As you see what the Father's doing and do it, as you hear what the Father's saying and say it, you literally bring heaven to earth. I'm here to release you to be who you really are. Enjoy listening and don't forget to share it. Church of the Living God, Jesus Christ is Lord. And as I explained in episode 35, that Jesus, the Son of Man, Christ, the Son of God, Lord, the owner of everything, is uh, Jesus Christ is Lord. And I just want to apologize for the previous message, uh, episode 36, on the mark of the beast. The Lord commanded me to record it right now. I was going for a walk and he commanded me to do it because he knows that the enemy doesn't want people to hear that message. So um, just apologies for the noise quality. Uh, I'm Jonathan. Thank you so much for listening. I just want to ask you to, to do me a favor. Um, get in contact with me if you're enjoying this podcast. It would be great to get feedback in the form of a review uh, with five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can get in touch via email if you go to the melbourneundergroundchurch.com website. The other way is please send this message. Today is a very special message. Today, God commanded me to do this message. And I'm so excited because I've found my meaning in life. I'm so excited because I've found my purpose in life. And I'm happy to tell you that my purpose is your purpose. My purpose is Jesus's purpose. My purpose is God's purpose. And I'm happy to tell you that the purpose for your life is to communicate the kingdom of God. I'm so excited because the kingdom of God is everything. God gives us everything we need for life and godliness. And I believe there are two types of people who need to hear this message today. Number one, are unbelieving Christians or Christians who've received the word, but it, it hasn't borne fruit because of the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth, the Bible says, chokes the seed. Maybe you're a Christian today. Maybe you know someone who's a Christian, but really needs to cut through religion. The Bible says that, that the religious people slam the door to the kingdom in men's faces. Isn't that a graphic illustration? 
you know, they are wanting to enter, but they're preventing you from entering. And so this isn't an attack against any person, but, you know, Jesus said the blind are leading the blind and both of them fall into the ditch. And do you think it's possible that after 2,000 years that the devil might have succeeded a little bit in polluting, you know, the seed? Jesus said that the devil sows, sows weeds in amongst the vines. Paul says many antichrists have come. Paul says, who has bewitched you, Galatians. And so we know that it's possible that we as Christians need to repent. Jesus himself wrote letters to us in the churches of Revelation and said, repent. Five out of the seven churches needed to repent. And so if we're lukewarm, if we're drowsy, or if we're worried, or if we're in in fear, the Bible has a message for you today. And I have a message for you today, church. It is to fear not. You know, fear not is a consistent message in the Bible, and I'm going to give you understanding as to why. Why is it so important to not fear? What does it say in the Bible about fear not? So I want to talk to you Christians about that, but I also want you to share this with other Christians and with the second type of person, who are those who don't know God, because it is possible for anyone to be saved. The Muslim is created in the image of God. The Atheist is created in the image of God. Your worst nightmare enemy is created in the image of God, and God loves them. And it doesn't matter what their religion is. Their religion, whether it's Islam or Christianity or atheism or just social Gnosticism, is preventing them from seeing the kingdom. The same God of this age, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, is blinding the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the good news of the kingdom of God. I just want to read you something really powerful. In Acts chapter 1, it says, verse 3, After suffering, Jesus presented himself to the Christians and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over the period of 40 days and spoke to them about the kingdom of God. He spoke to them about The kingdom of God. Jesus Jesus didn't speak to them about hell. He didn't speak to them about the devil. He could have spoken to them about anything. But why did he speak to them? In this very special time after the resurrection, before the ascension, he speaks to them about the kingdom of God. And if you go back to, uh, say, Matthew chapter 3 or John, early in the chapters of John or early in the Gospels, you find that John the Baptist is preaching the same message. John the Baptist is preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's the same message today. It was the same message John the Baptist preached in Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. And then in the, in the, it says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in the next chapter, Jesus preaches the same message. So Jesus, for the, his first message, continues on in the same light and in, with the same words as, as John the Baptist. John, Jesus chapter, um, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. When Jesus sent out the 70 disciples with power, he sent them out to preach the kingdom. He didn't send them out to preach Jesus. He didn't send them out and say, bring people to the synagogue. He didn't send them out and say, tell them about me. 
Yes, he is the way and the truth of the life. And without Jesus, we cannot come to the Father, of course. But he is only the doorway into the kingdom. Jesus is the gate into the kingdom. I shouldn't say only because he is the king of the kingdom. But what I'm trying to say is that that is the first step. Born again is only the first step. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, and he's saying, you know, Nicodemus, you need to be born again. Why? To enter the kingdom. Again, the, the whole idea of being born again wasn't about salvation. Jesus says in John chapter 3, verse 3, Verily I say to you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So again, I don't know if you're getting this, church. The message of Jesus is always and only, I want you to say always and only, always and only about the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like virgins. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. And the church has forgotten and lost this message. That's why people don't want to be saved. People don't necessarily want or like Jesus. I mean, think about it. Every Hollywood movie curses his name, but he is God. But what I'm telling you they do want is the kingdom because the kingdom is the meaning of life. The kingdom is the purpose for every man, woman, and child who is, who was, and who is to come because we are the image of God. God literally 3D printed himself. It is the message of the Bible. The message of the Bible is God imitated himself. God reflected himself. God cloned himself and made himself a man, into the form of a man so that he could expand his kingdom. If you don't understand this parable, Jesus says, you will not understand anything. So Jesus explained the parable to them. And this is really important. He said, he said to seek first the kingdom and all else will be added to you as well. But when he explained the kingdom in Matthew chapter 13, and my purpose in life is to preach the gospel of the kingdom. It's so exciting. I don't care about anything else. I've made it my one thing. He is my one thing. And someone said to me the other day, but what about love? I said, mate, love is to obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And it is a love. I have a love for God. I, have a lo I cry and I pray and I praise and I have this experience with him. But I'm telling you, when you meet a an ambassador, they are not mucking around. The Holy Spirit isn't mucking around. Yes, he is love. And yes, you will receive love from God. But at the end of the day, God is expanding his kingdom through men who love him and who obey him, and he pours out his love on them. We know that it was at just the right time that Christ died for us. We know that he, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And we know that he first loved us. And our response to him, our response to his love, yes, it's to worship and to praise and to go to church and to tithe and to serve and to love him and to die, die to ourselves. But our response to the king, amen, the king, he is a king. And he's standing in his glory and he's standing in his honor and he's standing with his white robe and he's standing with his red flaming eyes and he's standing with his winnowing fork and he's coming back as a king. He's coming back as a warrior. 
The Lord is his name. Exodus says the Lord is a Lord of war. And yes, he is love, but he is not coming back as a baby this time. Guys, <laughs> you know, Jesus isn't a baby anymore and he's not hanging on the cross anymore in his undies. Okay, and he wasn't even in his undies. He was naked. It was very important that he was naked. He is coming back with the host of heaven's army. And by the way, the church isn't an army. The church is the citizens. The angels are the armies. Look it up. Look it up. Thank you, Benny Hinn. And so God is telling you today, Christian, God is telling you today, fear not. The Bible says to fear not again and again and again. And this is what it means. It means don't stop. Fear not means don't stop because God is always wanting you to move forward. The Christian life is never meant to be up and down. The Christian life is not a roller coaster. The Christian life is from glory to glory, from strength to strength. We're being changed into his image. And although we experience persecutions, we are not uh, under these things. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. And we are being, one day we'll find out who he is. We're meant to add to our faith knowledge and to knowledge self-control and self-control godliness. We're meant to be transformed into his image. And so we don't stop. Hebrews says, don't be those who shrink back, but be those who continue on. And we'll be saved, Paul says, if we don't give up and if we continue on until Jesus comes back. Um, and so we do, we press on towards that goal. So there's this very strong understanding of the kingdom and there's this very strong, consistent message for the kingdom's kids to fear not because fear will cause you to stop and to shrink back. But the kingdom will cause you to grow and to move forward. And I want to promise you that one thing is that fruit is automatic in the kingdom. I said fruit is automatic in the kingdom. You cannot not bear fruit if you don't fear and if you move forward. The devil is going to want you to fear because the devil wants you to stop because the one thing the devil is afraid of is the kingdom. The one thing the devil is afraid of is the kingdom because the kingdom is the one thing that will replace his territory. When someone gets born again by the Spirit of God, they become gods. They become, the devil doesn't own them anymore. Colossians 3 says they are transferred, and I would interpret it to say they are violently taken from the kingdom of darkness and shoved into the kingdom of light. And so the devil loses territory. When you preach about Jesus or when you preach about salvation or when you preach about church growth or when you preach about leadership, when you heal somebody by the power of God, even though they're all great things and even though the word is true and the word is a lamp unto our feet and the word brings healing to our bones, there's goodness in those things. But it's only the kingdom that will take his territory. It is only the kingdom that will cause that person to get taken from the devil and to be used by God to bear 30, 60 and 100 times. And so if you lead someone to Christ, you've taken away territory from Satan himself that he will never get back. And you have caused a threat to that enemy by causing that person to be a potential crop of 30, 60, or 100. It's possible to have everyone on this planet hear the good news of the kingdom within three months. If you would just tell other people this message, 
copy it, you know, turn it into a meme, do whatever you have to do. But I'm telling you, this is the message of the kingdom of God. And God is saying to the church in this time, fear not. Genesis chapter 15, Abraham, after all these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, for I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Moses said to the people in Exodus 20, fear not, for God has come to prove you and that this fear may be before your faces that you sin not. Joshua chapter 8, the Lord said to Joshua, fear not, for neither be dismayed um, for the people are with you. Arise and go. And Jesus Christ himself says, fear not, for I have overcome the world. Fear not, because it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. I want you to say that with me. Fear not. Jesus said, fear not to the church in Revelation chapter 1, for I am the first and I am the last. And so today your responsibility as a Christian is to not stop, to not stop moving, to keep moving forward, keep going to church, keep praying in tongues, keep reading your Bible, keep giving financially. You, you cannot get out of debt by working harder and, you know, and playing according to the, the, the ways of this world because it's all rigged by the enemy. The whole economy is rigged. Just listen to my previous episode. But you get out of debt by tithing. You get out of debt by giving. You get out of debt by taking your last $20 and feeding the homeless. And it's not about irresponsibility. It's about taking what is in your hand and using it. What is in your hand? God is wanting you church in this season to move forward and you know that i'm speaking by the power of god and i'm so excited whether i'm a lawyer or a doctor whether i'm a mother or a father whether i'm a a kingdom business person or not my purpose is to communicate the gospel and to confirm the word with signs and wonders following which god does and so i just want to bless you church uh with this great message i'm I'm really excited so i just want you to know uh today not to fear and that fear is to stop i'm going to give you some understanding into uh the enemy because you see paul talked about satan um jesus talked about satan jesus talked with satan you know jesus cast out satan jesus uh warned us about satan and said you know he he comes to steal kill and destroy and and so on he talks about Satan to the churches in in Ephesus. So we, we don't want to be, uh, you know, we don't want to be ignorant of the devil's schemes, Paul says. Paul talks about the devil. He talks about how the devil prevented him from going into Asia, or the Holy Spirit prevented him from going into Asia, or the, the devil prevented him from going into certain other places. Peter talks about the devil. You know, he's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He, he talks about the Antichrist in John, you know, who, who has come and, and that many Antichrists will come. So, so it's, it's, it's a false teaching to ignore the devil. It's a false teaching because you need to understand the kingdom in order to be able to take it by force. And how do you take it by force if you don't understand your enemy? How do you deliver someone from a demon if you don't know what a demon is, if you don't know that the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus and how that applies to demons and and the openings that people have? If you don't know that people can open the door to the enemy through their mind, through their their eyes, through their ears, through how do you how do you deliver somebody? 
How do you set the captives free if you don't know what they're captive to or who captivated them or the particular demonic spirits and the structures of those demonic spirits and their hierarchy and how they apply to that person? That's why we need the church. We need each other. We need to be built up in our holy faith by the word of God, by speaking in tongues, by the laying on of hands. And we need the apostles and the prophets and the teachers and the evangelists. We need to be in unity right now, guys. It doesn't matter what church you're in. It doesn't matter what denomination you're in. Jesus said, if they're not against me, they're for me. Jesus said to Peter, don't stop those other people who are preaching in my name, because if they're preaching Jesus, then they can't be my enemy. So just forget it. Just now's the time to love. Now's the time to move forward. But he did say to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. And so he did say to beware of the yeast of Herod. And no one is explaining what this means. Now, the Bible says in John chapter 3 that the Herodians and the um, Pharisees conspired to kill Jesus. So what does that mean? That means that the political system of the day, the Romans, combined or colluded with the religious system of the day, being the Pharisees, to crucify Jesus. So what does that mean for you? Well, we know that Jesus is now the church. We know that Jesus is the kingdom. And so what we find here is a, as an example for us, what we find here is an example for us that it is the, the thinking in your own mind by the spirit of religion and the thinking in your own mind by the spirit of politics of the world that constrains the kingdom expanding in your life. I mean, Jesus said it this way. Um, Jesus said, the, the, beware the yeast of the Pharisees. Be, and the disciples thought he was talking about bread. But then he explained to them, no, 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 the teachings of the Pharisees. I'm, I'm telling you to beware of. In other words, if you are polluted in your thinking, if you start to think like a religious person, the kingdom of heaven is going to be infected, into, you know, affected and negatively affected. And he also said, beware the yeast of Herod. So if you start thinking according to the, the ways of the world, the kingdom is going to be affected. It says... Mark chapter 8, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Herod was the, the king of Rome for that area. The Pharisees were the rulers of the religious people of the day. So what Jesus is saying is, now that you've received this kingdom seed from Jonathan's podcast, be careful to remove the teachings in your thinking. And careful what your church and the podcasts and things you listen to are saying, that they are not religious. Now, what? how do you know? Well, come on, guys. Time to grow up. Time to listen to God and to obey him. Sorry, I don't, I don't mean to be so... I, I do actually mean to be so aggressive. You need to understand these things. Guys, it's time to move on. It's time to grow up. The religion is anything that slams the door to the kingdom in men's faces. Religion is the blind leading the blind. Religion, let me help you. you. This will be a secret to identify all religion at any time. Religion is anything that puts the kingdom in the future. I want you to say that again. Say it out loud. Religion is anything that puts the kingdom 
in the future. So in other words, you know, you have to, you know, tithe in order to be blessed or, well, tithing is, is good, but you don't have to do it. You do it, Paul says, not out of being being begrudgingly, but out of a cheerful giver. So, but, you know, you have to go to Bible college before God will use you, you know, or you need to be married before you can pray for a woman, you know, or, you know, there, there are these anything that makes the kingdom delayed, because that is a lie. The kingdom, what did Jesus say 175 times? He said, the kingdom has arrived, baby. The kingdom has arrived. And anytime your church says, oh, you know, we're going to do this series, you know, we're going to do this conference and, you know, you've got to come back tonight at six o'clock because that's when God's going to come. Well, yes, come back tonight because you're hungry. Yes, God's going to come, but don't wait till six o'clock. Because the kingdom is now. Thank you guys for, for receiving uh, that word. Um, the, the secret to the kingdom, to the yeast of Herod, is the political spirit will always put the power of God behind a structure. The kingdom of God is inside of you, baby. The kingdom of God is in your spirit. The Bible doesn't even say to, you know, Jesus says, that the, the rivers of living water will flow out of your belly. Doesn't he say that? Where does the river flow? It flows out of your belly, said Jesus. Okay, so you already have the kingdom. Jesus said in John chapter 7, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So you have the power. You are clothed with power now. You have the Holy Spirit now. All things are yours, John. Uh, Paul says in Romans 8, things present and things to come. John says you don't need anyone to teach you because you have the Holy Spirit and he's teaching you all things. And so the secret to the religious spirit is that it always puts the kingdom in the future, and that's a lie. The kingdom is never in the future. The kingdom is right here, right now. You've got it. It's your responsibility to expand it. Ambassador, did you hear me? It is your responsibility to expand the kingdom. The political spirit, on the other hand, the secret to identifying the political spirit, it it will always put the power of God behind a structure. So you need to go to Bible college or you need to give a $1,000 offering or you need to sign up to the Vision Connect group or you need to go to the business breakthrough or you need to do something, something that benefits the structure, something that benefits the Illuminati or the leadership team or whatever. And it's good to build the church. I tithe and I give to the building fund. I'm not against those things because it's a both and. And God uses the church, even though he knows that there's problems with them. There's problems with with you and I. We all need to repent continually. But Jesus is happy. He, He wants there to be churches. He wants there to be buildings. He wants there to be universities and schools and television stations. And it's good to give $100 a month to your favorite podcast or, or, you know, ministry, because it costs money to do things in this world, right? But You don't have to give in order to get the power because you already have the power. Is this good news, guys? Come on. This is the good news of the kingdom. You've already got it. You don't need to do anything. 
You are saved. If you've received Jesus Christ, you have the kingdom. If you've repented from your sins, you have the kingdom. And I'm going to add a little bit of a repentance sort of prayer at the end of this for you guys. And so fear not means don't move backwards and don't stop moving forwards. Um, Believe and obey. It is that simple. All you need to do is to obey him. If you obey him, you will move forward. If you obey him, if you're not obeying him, repent and start obeying him. I said, if you're not obeying him, repent and obey him. If you've stopped moving forward, repent and just move forward. If you don't know what to do, just do anything. Just go for a prayer walk and say Jesus under your breath a hundred times. I mean, I'm serious. Just, just, just start moving forward because you know what happens? God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. It doesn't matter how little it is. And I'm telling you now, it is a a secret. It is like the red pill in the matrix. Matthew 6.33 is rigged. Matthew 6.33 is like a universe wrapped in a universe wrapped in a universe. I'm just saying that as an example. Because inside of the seeking is the finding. Let me tell you again. Inside of the seeking is the finding. If you seek first the kingdom, you will find it. If you seek first the kingdom. So if you just wake up in the morning and say, God, I seek first the kingdom, and you don't even know what it is, he'll tell you. He'll say, hey, read John chapter 3. Or he'll say, turn on the radio and, and listen to, to, to this podcast. Or you know, And as you obey him, he leaves like breadcrumbs for you. For you. He leads you in the paths of, of, of righteousness. You start to walk on the, the highway of holiness. You start to walk on that narrow path. He starts to lead you beside quiet waters. You become like Psalm 1, planted by streams of water, bearing your fruit in season. And you just start, you might read a Bible verse, you might go for a prayer walk, you might pray in tongues. I highly recommend praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is the, you know, the steroids for the Christian life. Because what happens is you bypass your mind and you go straight to your spirit. You bypass your mind where the noise often is, where the enemy often tries to stop you. That's where the fear is often. It's in our mind. And if you listen to my previous podcast, you'll know that Proverbs chapter 4 is a secret into understanding the gates in your own human life. Your mind is a gate. Your mouth is a gate. Your ears are a gate. And it's through those gates that fear can try and come, you know, but fear not because we take our thoughts captive, right? But as you pray in tongues, you bypass your mind and you edify your spirit. The Bible says that when you pray in tongues, you're speaking in angels' languages. Well, why would you need to speak in the language of angels if not to communicate with them, right? I'm not saying that you should pray to angels. I'm just saying that what if when you pray in the spirit, angels are hearing in their own language, what they're meant to do to help you. Because aren't they ministering spirits sent to those who will inherit salvation? Boom. I'm not telling you to pray to angels. That would be insane. What I'm saying to you to do is to pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit until you forget how to speak English. (laughs) I've heard people say that they've done that. Pray in the spirit and you will not gratify the lust of the flesh. You know, Satan gets in through the lust of the flesh, but the lust of the flesh is not only stuffing your face with ice cream. 
It's not only looking at pornography. The lusts of the flesh include the lusts of your mind. You see, Galatians tells us that we um, were once slaves to our flesh. We were once slaves, uh, let me just bring it up here, to the lusts of our flesh and to the lusts of our mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So it's possible that you're thinking, dude, you're stinking thinking is actually opening the door to the demonic. I know people who are really, you know, demon-possessed or very close to being demon-possessed who are Christians. You know, I don't believe they can be demon-possessed, but they can be uh, oppressed, I believe, uh, by the enemy. Um, and so they, because they have believed lies, they have believed lies. Now, God's grace is there. Um, but but if you if you give over to to your mind to, to thinking things that are not of God to believing uh, doctrines of demons and things that are not the truth then it is possible that that you will that the enemy will take advantage of that and so I just want to say lust isn't only in the eyes lust is also in your mind and so you know your mind can lead you astray and that's why we need to be transformed don't fear I'm not saying to fear I'm saying be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's really easy. If you're not sure about your mind, you need to pray in tongues. You need to read the word because the washing of the water of the word, Jesus will come to you with the sword in his mouth and he will divide between bone and marrow and between um, soul and spirit. And so you will find that you will be free. And, and I, want, I just want to thank God right now for setting people free through their mind in Jesus' name. And so he is enough. Once you seek first the kingdom, all else is added to you as well. But it's really important to understand that part of seeking first the kingdom is seeking first his righteousness. And that's probably for another message. Now, Satan is terrified about his doom. Satan is very afraid about his eternal punishment. Satan knows that his time is cut short. Satan knows that he has very little time left. And the reason he wants to delay the return of Christ is because he doesn't want to go to hell. The reason the devil tried to uh, crucify Jesus was because he was trying to stop the plan of God. See, the devil didn't know. The Bible says that, you know, he wouldn't have crucified Christ if he knew what he was doing. And so it's really exciting to know that the devil doesn't understand the Bible because the Bible can only be understood by the Holy Spirit's revelation. And there's no way that the Holy Spirit is giving revelation to the devil. And so even though the devil knows um, probably knows the seasons and the times. He probably knows all of the Bible. He doesn't understand them. And he can't understand them because he's the kingdom of darkness. And that word darkness is the word ignorance. God said in the Bible that Satan is the king of the kingdom of ignorance. So he doesn't know because darkness cannot understand the light. And so it's really exciting in these days because the more the devil dig does to end the world and to bring around a one world government and to bring about the mark of the beast, the more he's digging a hole for himself and the more the church is going to rise. That's why it says in Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for your light has come. So why does the devil want you to fear? Well, the devil wants you to fear because he wants you to stop moving forward. 
And he's caused the churches in the world to stop meeting, hasn't he? And the coronavirus, he's trying to get the churches to fear. But it's actually backfired. As you know, we're all praying and podcasting more than we've ever done before. You know, I've been doing this for a couple of years now, but, you know, I'm a forerunner. But but God is saying, fear not. Now, why does the devil want to come to steal, kill, and destroy? Well, he wants to come to stop the seed. All he ever wanted to do was to steal the seed. Jesus says in Matthew 13 that the, the birds come immediately to steal the seed. And so we know that the devil is wanting to delay. The devil tried to disrupt the relationship between Adam and Eve and God. You know, by causing them to eat fruit, the devil tried to, you know, introduce a a different genetic race to the human race through the angels or fallen uh, creatures, whatever they were, that were sleeping with women. And there were giants in the earth. You know, um, the devil tried to turn the Israelites against God. The devil has always tried to stop the seed. And if you follow the kingdom through the Bible with the Holy Spirit's illumination of what the kingdom actually is, the kingdom is a government. The kingdom is the government of God. That's why Jesus talks so much about management. That's why Jesus talks so much about money. That's why Jesus talks so much about stewardship. That's why Jesus talks so much about masters and servants and followers. That's why Jesus talks about angels. Angels are the military for the government of the kingdom. Christians are the citizens of the kingdom of God. The kingdom, the citizens don't fight. When America goes to war, the citizens stay home and watch Netflix and eat popcorn while the military goes to war, right? The the citizens don't fight. The citizens eat popcorn and watch Netflix. Okay, so what I'm saying to you is if you understand the kingdom, you'll understand that the angels are the host of heaven, that the angels are the ones fighting the devil. In Daniel, we see that, that, that Lucifer was fighting the angels. Daniel wasn't fighting. Daniel was fasting and praying. Citizens are meant to seek first the, the, the king and his righteousness. That's the secret to the kingdom. It's not only seeking first the kingdom, it's seeking first his righteousness. So while the, the, the angels are fighting for you, you're seeking first the kingdom, you're praying, you're fasting, you're loving on Jesus, and Jesus is so besotted with you, like the Song of Solomon's, that he's just throwing out, he's just, he's just saying, I love, I'm going to obliterate your enemies right now. You know, your love is motivating me to destroy the enemies on your behalf. And so the angels are the ones that are fighting. But I just want you to get this. The devil wants you to stop. The devil wants the church to stop. He wants us to go you know, to Netflix and just to hide and to stop going to church. Jesus warned us, this is the, this, your eye, you know this to be true without a shadow of doubt. This, this is the days. These are the last days. I'm telling you now, I'm telling you, this is the last days. These are the days where the love of many grow cold. This, I'm telling you, you are fighting for your life right now. Church, not in a fearful way, but in a way that will you keep moving forward? Will you not let your love go cold? Would you, let, would you be the ones that are on fire? Would you pray like Peter who fell asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane? Would you stay awake and pray? Would you wait until Jesus comes back? Will you be ready when he comes back because he's coming back really soon? 
And so we know that the devil is always wanting to stop the seed. And the devil does that often through fear um, and through a whole bunch of other strategies which the Lord will give you information into. And so I just want to thank you, church, for listening. Just a reminder to share this with Christians who love God just like you and I, but maybe need to see the kingdom of God uh, for the first time and understand it for the first time. You know that, that there are messages and secrets in here that can really help your Christian brothers. Please, they, they, may, they may know Jesus and they will certainly go to be with Jesus when they die. But but I want your friends to have an inheritance. I want your friends to be, um, you know, rulers in the coming age. I, I don't want them to just be go to heaven and be, be happy with that. I want them to have a reward in heaven. I want them to have, you know, cities, you know, named after them in heaven. As Jesus said that, you know, I'm going to give you 10 cities. I want, I want you to have an opportunity to lead other people to Christ. I want the people who you know to not only go to heaven and be like, thank God I made it, but to really go to heaven with a thousand people behind you and people you don't even know that you have affected because the fruit becomes automatic when you understand the seed of the kingdom. And I want to tell you, unlike that religious Pharisee and unlike that political spirit, you have already received the kingdom. You've already got it. That's great news. You don't need anything else. You've got the kingdom. God just wants to open your eyes to see and to seek first the kingdom. And please also send it to people who don't know God, because I'm telling you, this is the message of the kingdom. And when they hear it, when they hear this message, they will have an opportunity at the end to 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 become a kingdom ambassador, which is more than just a follower of Jesus. We all are also followers of Jesus, but an ambassador understands that their only purpose is, in life is to advance the interests of the kingdom. My only purpose in life is to advance the interests of my kingdom. An ambassador doesn't go to another country to run his own business. An ambassador goes to another country to advance the currency, to advance the territory, to advance the favor, to advance the military and alliances, to advance the trades between those nations for the, for the benefit of their kingdom. And so God is colonizing earth through mankind with heaven. I'll tell you the kingdom definition is God colonizing earth with heaven through mankind. God is colonizing earth through heaven, sorry, with heaven, through you and I. And there is no limit to what we can do. And there is no timeline. There is no timeline because all things are yours, things present and things to come. And we can wrap it up today. We can actually get this thing done. We can actually get this finished. We can actually see Jesus come back in our lifetime if we would just get our act together. But our act is not just about good works. Our act is not just about sharing Jesus, although that is absolutely our message and part of it, but our act is to communicate the good news of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. There's a big difference. We, we can't only talk about the benefits. We have to explain the kingdom of God to people. So thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hey, this is a message for you if you are wanting to enter the kingdom of God. You know, God loves you. He's chosen you. He's made it absolutely 
clear that he accepts you no matter what you've done. He has open arms and he has, he has pinned his arms to the cross with nails to prove that he has nothing but open arms to accept you into his family, into his kingdom. He knows that, that you've been deceived. Even if you've, you know, walked away from him in the past, he is accepting of you in open arms. If you're, if you're wanting to repent, if you're wanting to turn away from your own life. So just say this prayer after me. Say, Jesus Christ, you are my owner. I give my life to you. Lead me and guide me by your Holy Spirit. Fill me, wash me, make me clean. I want to live as Jesus lived. I want to walk as Jesus walked. Teach me how to understand and unlock your kingdom. I commit to seeking first your kingdom every day of my life. I receive the Holy Spirit. I will not sin. And if I do, forgive me and help me to stop sinning in Jesus' name. I renounce Satan. I invoke the Holy Spirit of power. Make me a follower of Jesus. Teach me to be a fisher of men. And I will see you on the other side. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, go back and pray it out loud and let me know by emailing me at melbourneundergroundchurch.com. That's Melbourne, as in Melbourne, Australia, or Melbourne, Florida, undergroundchurch.com, all one word, melbourneundergroundchurch.com. Underground as in train station.